Hello and welcome to another fine episode of Jumpcast. I'm Simon Whitlock, uh, here to take you through the week's news, reviews, trailers, and uh, of course our film club later. Joining me, as ever, are my fine and fabulous co-hosts, uh, Charlotte Harrison. Hello, Charlotte. Or should I say ahoy? Ahoy. ahoy. Thank ahoy. you. Ahoy. Correct way of introducing me. Thank you. And Alex Gilston. Hello. You sounded like a really overbearing Obi-Wan Kenobi then. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> like you just got a bit too far Hello, with it. Kenobi. <laughs> Hi. So just fine. Are we just fine? Or I... yeah. I'm a bit offended by that, to be fair. Wait, what? You said fine. I said fine and fabulous. Yeah, fabulous is good, but fine's not great. Well, I'm hoping that you're fine. I'm hoping that you're well. Oh, yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I, I just thought you meant, like, oh, they're fine. <laughs> Doing alliteration. Leave the man alone. Uh, I've got a few more Fs I can add. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but, guys, it's lovely to hear from you again. Another week. Another fine... Uh, another fine Fabulous. week in... Well, let's say a slowly dying planet, but here we go. Uh <laughs> If you haven't guessed, I've been looking up a load of COP26 stuff. <laughs> it's been You've been in Glasgow this week. No. I wish. Oh, man. A week in Glasgow is, uh, well, a, a week treasured, I'm sure. Uh, shout out to our Glasgow fans. I'm sure there are dozens. Uh, but guys, how have, how have your weeks been? Uh, Charlotte, have you been, uh, well, is it, is it something we can comment on this time around, or are we maintaining the no comment? Uh... No comment, although I, I might tell a story later. We'll see. We'll see Ooh. how I feel, how the vibes go. Um, week has been okay. Uh, Watching-wise, more Sopranos. Had my favourite episode yet in Series 3. Oh, excellent. Um, and I rewatched Widows at the weekend and <sighs> Chef's Kiss. Oh, immaculate. What a film. Mm. And so yeah, Cynthia I... Erivo and Steve McQueen will come up later on. So oh, That's what made me think of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good. So it... good. It's going to find its audience. It's just a longer slow burn. Yeah. I think in, in time, all good things to those who wait. And I think, yeah, Widows will get its due, definitely. Uh, Alex, how about yourself? What have you been up to this week? What have you seen? What have you done? Absolutely zilch. No, no. Um, oh. Yeah. I mean, I've, well, first of all, I've got to see two films in previews this week. We'll obviously talk about them more when they actually come out. But I got to see King Richard, uh, which oh, yeah. I believe you saw it. London Film Festival. I may have. Um, and then also, literally today, as of the day of recording, I uh, went to watch Red Notice in the cinema. <gasps> Ooh. In, a, in a cinema? Instead of on my 32-inch TV screen. All right, show off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think it's 32. I think it's 32 inches. I don't know. I've never measured it. Oh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was interesting. It's weird to it's weird to watch a it's weird to watch a Netflix film on the big screen, but I loved it. I, yeah, but we'll talk more about it because that comes out on Netflix this Friday, so I imagine we'll um we'll have more to say next week. Okay, well, yeah, I look forward to that. Um, also, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the new series of Big Mouth came out on Friday, uh, last Friday, shall I say? Uh, and I've already watched eight out of the ten episodes available. Um, I have a problem. <laughs> so, for some reason it just gets better and better and better like it's so good like it's just as good as it was when it first started and I, I absolutely adore it I have a lot of time for it I think it's one of the best 
adult animated shows currently on the air, so to speak. Ooh. Yes, very good, very good. So that is bold praise. I haven't actually watched Big Mouth in a while. I need to get on that, I think. Um, yeah, like maybe a few series ago? I don't know. It's 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 lacking for me at the moment. I'm just like, I've got too many things to watch. Uh, but I have kept my promise from last week. I have watched two episodes so far of Only Murders in the Building. Ooh! I like it a lot. I'm really oh, enjoying okay. it. Uh, it's funny, which I love. It's a, a much more uh, fruity in its language than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, it's not a PG. Is it a 15, I, I think? think it's a 15. Because yeah. I was expecting, like, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of flavour. But, wow, it's uh, very well seasoned. It's because it's, <laughs> it's a Hulu thing, isn't it? It's not um, Disney, Disney per se. That's it. Yeah, it's plus. I actually pronounced plus. Yeah. Alex. Say. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you i'm here all week but, yeah. uh, but off of the big screen i went to a theater oh. in london oh i think i know what you're about to say do you know what simon no one cares <laughs> Well, I, I'm I'm officially part of the club now. I'm with you, Alex, because I've been to see Hamilton. Hey! hey. No, no, Charlotte just needs to see it, and then we'll, we'll all see it. it. Just manifest some tickets for me. We're manifesting <laughs> as as we speak right now. Well, if you get the chance, Charlotte, don't throw away your shot. Mm, I want to be in the room where it happens. <laughs> uh, so great. Ah, uh, yes, that was like the last it, birthday present. Are you feeling quite satisfied? Oh yeah. I was absolutely helpless by the end of it. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> I just want to burn all of this down. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I think I remember saying it, but like the, the, the it's annoying how talented they all are. The, the oh, whole cast, yeah. the orchestra, the everything, just everything about it. Like it shouldn't be that good. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And like I'd seen the uh, Disney Plus version of. Mm. Uh, of it, it's you know not the film because it's not a film, but the recording of the stage show with the original cast. And I thought, well, I feel like I've seen it now. How am I going to be able to enjoy it on stage? Oh my god, it is something else in person. It's it, so good. It, it's good enough watching the professionally shot version on Disney Plus, but it, I mean, yeah, nothing compares. It's a proper experience. It's like going to see a concert rather than watching live footage. It's just oh, fantastic. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was my week. Uh, aside from yeah, usual stuff, Bake Off, etc. Um, so we should probably get into some news. Do you think, guys? Mm-hmm. And that's a good idea. Shall we not? Okay. Well, uh, first of all, first things first in news this week. Uh, I feel like we've had this conversation literally a couple of weeks ago. Why are people just insistent on sharing every little tidbit of a thing? That's due to come out. I mean, we all know why. It starts with a C and ends in a T. That's uh, right. Clout. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not the other no. starts in a C, ends in a T word I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, led you down that garden path. But yeah, <laughs> um, for those who are lucky, uh, lucky enough not to have seen or heard about uh, it, basically Spider-Man is a leaky old ship. Uh, and... Some photos, some potentially quite salacious photos uh, of of the film uh, came out thanks to the work of spoiler vigilante himself, John Campier. 
description. Boiler vigilante. Yeah. So he literally put them onto Twitter with his his watermark on on the pictures. (gasps) Yeah. And the funniest thing that I keep thinking about is the caption. And it's kind of like this weird, because I imagine him saying it in my head, him kind of going, Hey guys, you reckon these are photoshopped? <laughs> Slam them on the table. Is he the same Philip? But yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's so funny to me because they're very obviously not, and it's it's like uh, I don't know. And like you said, Simon, it's just it's completely just for for clout. Like everybody's talking about him, and that's probably what his. His aim was by releasing these images, and um, he did a he did a live stream today actually um, to try and maybe dig himself out of the hole he's made for himself. Um, and he was saying something. So I don't want to. Yeah, I I can't really say too much because obviously I don't want to spoil it for people who yeah. haven't been exposed to the images themselves but he was trying to suggest that um that he thought the he thought the images were photoshopped due to the way that something in the photo was lit compared to the lighting of the rest of it right and that was his like thinking of oh they're photoshopped and it's like well even if you still think that why did you feel the need to release the pictures yeah, no, it's it's tiresome. I think, well, because we had this with um, Eternals literally two weeks ago. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just feel like, is this the way we're going now as a kind of discussion of these big films is let's just get as many sensitive plot and reveal moments out as quickly as we can. Yeah, and I think the most ironic thing is that uh, Campier himself uh, tweeted after the Eternals debacle, uh, after credits scene debacle happened, saying mm. that people who ruin um, uh, new blockbuster films that are coming out should be uh, given a fine of one million dollars <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, uh, and he's just gone and done exactly that. <laughs> Funny enough, that tweet has now been deleted, and uh... yep. yeah, and twenty minutes after saying about like, haha, look, is this photoshopped? Uh, literally twenty minutes later, there was a whole thing about, oh well, uh, they're they're definitely not real, otherwise I wouldn't have shared them. Oh, I never want to leak anything. And like, what happened in those twenty minutes? Feige happened. Is my guess. <laughs> Kicking down the no, door. It, Feige, it was Mickey Mouse himself. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble now, John. <laughs> I could I just picture Mickey Mouse kicking <laughs> like down. gun to the head voice, yeah. Just gun, like, I see I see Mickey Mouse with a shotgun particularly, <laughs> like specifically. <laughs> Double barrel is <laughs> ready to <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mouse, I'm gonna burn down your house. <laughs> he just sends <laughs> it's like, send the dogs in and Pluto just runs through <laughs> the door. Damn <laughs> limp from them! <laughs> oh god yeah uh. no. um, <laughs> it's so interesting though i just uh, yeah there's a wider conversation to be had about this and about how because i think the, the marketing so far for spider-man which is possibly probably leads away from 
Endgame as being the most anticipated Marvel Cinematic Universe movie ever. Yeah. Um, that like the marketing has been very frustrating in a sense that they've obviously given out as as little as possible, but the stuff they have given out is still quite huge. Like, I don't personally think we should know that Green Goblin and Doc Ock and Lizard and Sandman are all going to be in this film. Like, it, mm. I feel like it would have been great for that to be like a massive surprise. But, um, but I feel like also Sony's own marketing of that has been quite liberal in terms of kind of plot details and character appearances. Yeah, I mean, you only have to look at the 72 images they've released of the thing on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this not fundamentally, though, a big issue we've got right now with the press coverage of films when they're shooting? Yeah, but yeah. You can load up certain newspaper or magazines that you probably shouldn't name because they're not nice places and there's always pictures of like look what we've seen on the set and they spoil things yeah like, why well, can't I feel we like have surprises it's, this is it's, a weird thing because set visits feel like they've been around as long as like film journalism has been around this is different like when they're shooting on the street and there's like paparazzi taking photos oh okay yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's a fairly recent phenomenon to the extent of now yes well, this is also really that, funny yeah. because it it feeds into the the idea that because a lot of people are like Oh, you know, Marvel just Marvel Studios just film everything on green screens these days and in studios, and it's like there's a reason they do that because the the information in the films and the things that they want to do in the films are so sensitive, and they want to kind of yeah. keep the experience as in, as prim and proper as possible for yeah. the audience, which well, is fair, you know completely fair enough. Yeah, case but, in point, like Indiana Jones, like everyone is just theorizing and picking apart. Like Glasgow being made to look up like post moon landing America. Well, yeah, like it, exactly, and it, it's this. It's it was the same thing with Endgame because obviously we got those set pictures of of Tom Hiddleston, and everyone was like, "Oh well, the Loki died in Infinity War. Like, what what's going on?" And yeah. then obviously we got what we got in Endgame, but everyone already kind of knew that some form of of Loki was going to be in Endgame ages yeah. before Endgame came out. So yeah. I don't know what 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 we can possibly do about it. I mean, there's nothing us three can do personally. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, an interesting trend for the industry and kind of in journalism in in, in its particular uh, shape. Mm. And yeah, I I don't know if it's sustainable particularly, but I guess we will have to see how studios respond. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Mm. So. Um, well, this was quite a fun story, and the gift that keeps on giving, Vin Diesel uh, <laughs> put a message out on his Instagram uh, to his little brother Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idol. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played like no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. How many times do you think he rung and got left put to answer phone before he... Message that I, I didn't know you could reach out. <laughs> I was gonna do it in the voice, but I thought that 
<laughs> might be a bit too much like the throat singing from last week. <laughs> um, <sighs> As I, mean... I get older, I realise I'm maybe a bit more petty than I want to think I am. But that message, if I ever thought of doing the film, that message would be like, nope, never speak to him again. Never, nope. But we've all been there, right? Uh, maybe I've just been there. Where, you know, you try reaching out to them privately, you try calling, you try texting, you try DMing, and then you go, this isn't getting to them. So then you start putting, like, vague stuff on Facebook or subtweeting. <laughs> It's like um, the the phenomenon of of when you block your ex on everything, so they send you a uh, a payment <laughs> thing on on your bank app <laughs> <laughs> with like one requesting oh, one p. <laughs> requesting one p. Please send me back. Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only way I can contact you now. But I saw it's quite funny because Vindy uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson has talked about this in an interview before. Where he's kind of been been talking about Vin Diesel and saying how like oh you know you know he's he's obsessed with family and all of this weird bullshit, yeah. um, and then he said I only ha-, and then he, and I quote Dwayne Johnson said I only have one brother and that's my half brother Stephen <laughs> <laughs> something like that I like that this is the same interview where I think he referred to Vin Diesel as a candy ass is probably. That- <laughs> Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. <laughs> I. I get it. I, I. I. just. I don't think that Universal will have had to have gone through all of the trouble of literally having to make a spin-off film for this character, just for him to come back into the Fast and Furious franchise for the last one. It just makes no sense to me. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if. Dwayne Johnson decides that that's the thing that's gonna that's gonna sway him. Then more power to Vin Diesel. Clearly, you know he's he's doing something right. But yeah, this smacks a little bit of desperation, I must say. <laughs> I just never never even thought like it. This this would even like like when I read it, I was just thinking, <laughs> is this real? Is this parody? What's going on? Like it's just crazy. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. We'll look forward to the response Instagram story or whatever it is, the Snapchat <laughs> that comes from this. Uh, because, yeah, that's where we are now. <laughs> this is life. Uh, anyway, um, moving on. So, some actual casting news this time. Uh, so, this might be the purest form of movie news. Who knows? But uh, we have. News that Leonardo DiCaprio is, uh, well, he's he's decided that he's going to be be playing Jim Jones, uh, the fun-loving, Kool-Aid-drinking cult leader uh, in a brand new film. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, sure. Now, I know it, it might be a bit too early to predict the 2023 Oscars. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about the Jonestown massacre until about five years ago, and I remember reading the Wikipedia page. I don't know what the how I got there, and I was reading it while I was doing a reading lesson with my form group. And one of them went, "Miss, are you okay? You've gone really pale," because like I couldn't believe this thing had happened, yeah. and that we carried on, that life carried on after this really horrific thing. Yeah. Um, and it's being made into film. Yeah, I mean, again. That's where we are now. It's just me. Again. Yeah. 
It's like how they've already made 72,000 films about the pandemic and also um, this this film that Channing Tatum and Tom Hardy are going to be in about Afghanistan. Like, it's just, there's no... Yeah. Or as they used to, as they call it now, the good old days. <laughs> oh, dear. No, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I really think. Of course not. Um, but yeah, I mean, apparently... We need a film where Leo DiCaprio plays Jim Jones. So I mean, really, Jared Leto should have been given oh! that role. Oh god, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of cults, <laughs> I don't know. I um, I've got to vent. Um, obviously that the as as the time of recording, the House of Gucci premiere is going on right now, and they're all kind of bobbing along the red carpet. I was thinking to myself whether he may have brought a few followers along. Maybe. Uh, say well, uh, Leo DiCaprio seems to be also getting into the style of cult leader, having uh, courted impressionable young women for most of his <laughs> life. And we're dropping them on their twenty fifth birthday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are they ever seen again? Uh, I don't know. That's uh... <laughs> anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be a fun one to uh, let Sam judge. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, some more casting news and. I'm curious if this is a popular choice. If this is popular. Uh, because we have our Elphaba and our Galinda of Cynthia Arrivo and Ariana Grande. Guys, what do we think? Is this Alex, you know you want to Come on. something bad? <laughs> um, I am positively delighted about Cynthia Erivo. I think she's absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, I think she uh, will play a great Elphaba. Uh, and, and Ariana Grande, I'm neither here nor there on. Like, I think she'll probably do a good job. I feel like there's probably other people who could have done an equally as good a job. Um, yeah, it's just... Oh, no, I can't say... I'm, I was going to say... I can't say it. I can't say it. It's too too, too much. I'm not even going to let Sam decide whether or not that's going to get edited out. Oh, dear. I'm not going to say it. Um, what I was going to say, though, is I find it really hilarious how not even two weeks ago, um, everybody was on Twitter berating Ben Platt for being way too old to play Evan Hansen. Um <laughs> And we are now all congratulating Cynthia Erivo, who I believe is 38, maybe, mm -hmm. wow. um, playing a, <laughs> a college age person. <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> With um, Ariana Grande. So this is what bugs me. Did you watch uh, during lockdown last year, the videos that Disney did? Like there were compilations of actors and actresses performing Disney songs from their homes. Oh, yes. And she I did, did see that. Um, Won't Say I'm in Love from Hercules, which is my favourite Disney oh, film. Oh, she did, yeah. And she looked good and she sounded good, but she didn't act the song. Right. Whereas they got the original uh, singer to do it and she was phenomenal. And I'm dubious about Ariana's acting skills for this role, is all I'm saying. Yeah. She's got the singing chops, but has she got the acting chops? Mm. Like trying to give as That's much credit yeah. to Ariana Grande where it's due. Does this feel justified or does it feel a bit stunt casty? Um, almost. It's I, a good I, I way think. of getting the younger audience in, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's just a good way of getting anyone in because obviously Ariana Grande is just 
adored by most people, to be fair. Yeah. Um, whereas, obviously, I don't think as many people will know who Cynthia Erivo is. Yeah, which is a crime within itself. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's a crime within itself. <laughs> but, but yeah, Oscar but yeah. nominated Cynthia Erivo. <laughs> yeah, for her original song as well, I believe. Yeah, if, a couple of years ago. Isn't um, she like super close to an ego as well? Yes. Yes. She is indeed, right. and she, she. Well, I mean, if it comes to it, any of the songs from Wicked could be nominated for original. Well, original song. It's true. Yeah, we'll have to see what comes there. But um, I say, suffice to say that things are looking good for uh, Cynthia Erivo, certainly. And yeah, uh, you know. F- very quickly before we move on, yes. things are not looking so great for Mr. James Corden. Oh, God. Yes. The petition. The, uh, petition. <laughs> yeah. I love this so much. I love the internet's collective hate for James Corden. I, don't get me wrong. I, I don't. I don't have a an opinion either way for James Corden, but I just love the fact that I think like fifty thousand people have signed that petition now. Yeah, <laughs> is is lettered to the producers of the film. <laughs> Do not let him anywhere near. But to me, this just feels like King Canute at the tide. Like whatever you do, it's going to happen. Oh God! It's inevitable, right? <laughs> if it, as long as it's like, as long as it is like Doctor Dillamond or something, who you know, somebody, a character that's not really in it for that long. Yeah. If he's play, if he plays the Wizard of Oz, then that's gonna be something. Oh yeah, and then he could be the wizard. some, yeah. and then somebody put somebody put something in somebody's head on Twitter by saying that he could be Bok, and I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and then and then some in some weird universe, somebody somewhere he's played Fierro. Which, absolutely not. No, that's where I draw the line. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, good lord! Right, I feel like we should move on from Corden because we could go down a very bad hole. Um, so uh, we have coming up uh, this week, in fact, uh, Disney Plus Day. I hope you guys are excited. You've got your Christmas, your, your Disney Plus Day lists all written out for what you want. You've... Yeah, I want to watch Olaf presents. You got to watch Olaf presents. And Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, is that the Luca thing as well? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Ciao Alberto. Ciao Alberto. Mm, I'm here for. And, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Love so that. many things. But one less thing on the Disney roster. <laughs> Looks like it's going to be Rogue Squadron, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars film. Uh, purely because of scheduling, uh, there is so much that they've got going on um, that it just it's, it's, it's the casualty, sadly. Isn't Patty Jenkins also connected to Wonder Woman 3 as well, which is going into production at some point? So she's definitely on for Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 3. Like yeah. She's a lock for that. I think she might also be making a Cleopatra film. Oh. I might be wrong on that one. I think I've heard the that somewhere. Egyptian, not the 90s girl band. Uh, one or the other. <laughs> Only one is coming at you, though. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it is quite sad because obviously, you know, for the past few, well, since 2019, all we've had a series is, is of Star Wars things and it'll be nice to get some kind of feature. And I know we've got, uh, Taika Waititi is down to make one right, um, yep. at some point, which is Chloe cool. Zhao as well, apparently. It seems that, that, yeah, I think it's still 
just in the rumor mill at the moment, but sh- that she is going to be directing the Kevin Feige produced Star Wars film. Hmm. Be interesting. interesting. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think yeah, the the world is wide enough for. <laughs> no, I'm not going to keep doing Hamilton. <laughs> uh, no, I think. <laughs> just you yeah. wait, Simon. Oh, just you wait. Man, the man is nonstop. But yeah, I feel like one less Star Wars project is not going to be... Yeah, uh, it's not the end of the world, is it? No, it's not the end of the world. But there is room in this world for one more Steve Steve McQueen project. Always. Hallelujah. Incredibly good news. Uh, Off the back of the Small Axe series, which is Sublime, and Widows, as previously mentioned, his next project is tentatively titled Blitz, uh, which is very curious. Uh, more details to come as we keep an eye on it and of course we'll bring you that as we hear it here at Jumpcast but for now get excited because he's back and he's back in films yeah oh yeah I mean the man can do no wrong I don't think he's actually missed yet which is just mm, beyond oh, he's just great he's just great is our Steve <laughs> <laughs> ah Steve oh he's so good <laughs> his production company is named after a park that's just down the road from me, funnily enough. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, Lammers Park. It's like literally 15 minute walk. Great. Lovely park as well. Anyway, probably not talk about <laughs> local knowledge and start talking about some trailers. Of course, it is that time again. It is trailer talk. Talk, 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 talk. Trailers. Okay. So, uh, not a lot to get through this week compared to other weeks, but we've got some interesting uh, choices to get through. So, first of all, we have a rom-com of sorts, The Hating Game. Uh, So, to give you a brief overview, it's a man and a woman, because, you know, we're still in that configuration. Uh, (laughs) They hate each other, but they love each other, and they fancy each other, do they, maybe? Well, let's find out. Guys, what did you think of The Hating Game? Is this... Uh, is this the film equivalent of negging? <laughs> no. It might be. <laughs> Having read the book, no. Oh. <laughs> Great, <laughs> I've completely misread the trailer. Oh my gosh. I no, guess so they... that the book is on which it's based, right? Yeah, it's like a romantic comedy. I'm not going to say modern classic. It's just it's got a big fan base. So it being made into a film isn't a surprise. Um, okay. It... The trailer does do it justice, I think, in that that's it's enemies to lovers. I say the trailer gives away too much, I'd argue. Um, you don't need to know some of that stuff. It's also quite spicy in a nice Ooh. spicy in a nice way. Wow, that's a sentence. Nice um, spice. <laughs> yeah, it's it the um the build up, the the kind of rapport between them is a lot of fun, especially someone who loves enemies to lovers narratives, like it does tick all the boxes. It's not going to be groundbreaking, but it's going to hopefully fill a rom-com void for a little while until we get a, a new, really good one. Yeah. Well, tell me intrigued. And it's got Lucy Hale in it of Pretty Little Liars fame. Mm. I feel yeah. like she's Rick not been in... in it. Yeah, I don't think she has been in much since... Um... I think she was in that... Oh, I... Let me You're listening to Man Tries to Remember Name. Truth or Dare, that film. Oh yeah, forgot about that. And Fantasy Island, apparently. Oh, I gave that third one's the charm. (laughs) (laughs) 
have found her oeuvre. Yeah, you never know. Uh, but yes, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Uh, a little bit closer to, well, the season, I guess. If we, you know, I feel like I am, I, I did some Christmas wrapping actually this week, so I feel like I am. Is it a hip hop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. <laughs> that was good, Charlotte. I appreciate that. Thank you. But one thing which won't be uh, on my Christmas list is a, 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 a Nintendo SNES. I got I sounded so old then. Uh, in Nintendo. Uh, get you a Nintendo, yeah? It's uh, a SNES, actually, Simon. A SNES. Oh, well. No, I don't know. know. I don't know. I wasn't born then. Goddamn Zoomers. <laughs> get off my lawn. But <laughs> I'm sure you'll be watching 8 Bit Christmas. Uh, coming to HBO Max. Woohoo! It's, it's Christmas, guys. It's here. Yeehaw! Exactly. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that it's got Neil Patrick Harris in it and it's got very strange How I Met Your Mother vibes. Yeah, that's. I was going to say it's intentional, but it finished, what, 10 years ago now, right? Yeah, quite some, quite some time ago. Um, I think it looks it's ticking the box for nostalgia, isn't it? Like it's trying to draw people in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna I, I I'm happy to stand corrected. It's not gonna be a modern classic. But it might be something fun to watch in December. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? You can watch as many new Christmas films of, of as possible. And all ninety nine percent of them might be absolute terrible trash, but one percent of them might be Anna Kendrick's Noel. And you know what? I'm here for that. I'll watch as many Christmas films as possible to find a diamond in the rough like that again. And yeah, if you're looking for more diamonds in the rough, I refer you back to our episode when we talked about uh, Hallmark uh... movies. <laughs> <laughs> or at Disney Plus today, at Home Sweet Home Alone is out. Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, yes, that's mm-hmm. Disney Plus Day on, yeah, a day of publishing. So Yeah. <laughs> well, colour me excited. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, right, moving on. So we've got uh, a film, which another one, which I've seen at the London Film Festival. I don't know how these keep coming up, guys. But uh, I think that's got... generally how the release of a film works. Simon. <laughs> I don't care for your tone, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I felt the slap. <laughs> I oh, I felt that as well. That is bitter. I like, <laughs> kind of like it though. Anyway, um, oh. moving on. So this is the power of the dog. Jen Campion's back. She's done another film. Good for her. Um, so go, Jen Campion. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jane Campion's done another film, and that's always cause for celebration. Uh, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve comment until you guys have seen it. So, uh, but what did you get from the trailer itself, Charlotte? What were your thoughts on the power of the dog? Um, I really liked Top of the Lake, which was uh, was that her last kind of project? Possibly, mm. yes. Mm, um. I'm here for the mood pieces. It looks like Benny Benny Cumberbatch is uh, really horrible in this. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yep, horrible is the word, I'd say. Again, try not to say too much before uh, we've all seen it. Uh, Alex, what about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think it looks great. I am a big Cumberbatch. Cum- I was just about to say I'm a big Cumberbitch. 
that's that that's a very very weird reference from probably more than ten years ago now for his <laughs> fan base. Um, yeah, and uh, to be fair, I love the entire cast. I mean, I'm a big fan of Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons as well. Mm. Um, it looks great. It, it does. It looks really good. And also, I believe that Jane Campion is probably one of the only um people this year that can stop award season uh, director categories from being lots of <sighs> men honestly yeah and i think it'd be deserving if she gets a shout uh again i'm just straight up reviewing this film now i guess uh but no i think yeah i'm insisting on waiting until you guys have seen it but yeah and it's coming straight to netflix right it is i believe it'll be getting a very limited cinema run uh i know it probably will be in the us so stateside listeners Look out for that in LA and New York or wherever. And uh, yeah, but over here, I think it's not too far away either, actually. Yeah, no, it's exciting. But yeah, get excited. This one was uh, an interesting one. And yeah, it's grown on me. I'm looking forward to watching it again and, and justifying my changing thoughts on it. Anyway, last but not least, uh, this was one which definitely wasn't on my uh, accidental uh, typing it rather than Googling it. I didn't do an Ed Balls, I promise. <laughs> Uh, this is a film called How to Please a Woman. Uh, this is Sally Phillips, among others, and uh, it looks it looks fine. I'm just gonna say, don't lie, right. Simon. Don't lie. It looks don't laugh, don't he did. He laughed at a couple of jokes when you were. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I laughed twice in the trailer. Okay. Um, okay. But you know, if if you if you like living and you like loving and you like laughing, <laughs> you might enjoy this one. Oh <laughs> and... God. <laughs> Or if you have any of those words printed on your front room wall. <laughs> do you like to dance like no one's watching? <laughs> do, you, do you like to ask for the manager when things don't go your way? Does your name start with K? Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, have you been in an accident that wasn't your fault? I was going for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we talked about while watching this trailer how it's the epitome of the kind of quite toxic, I think, hashtag girlboss mindset that's kind yeah. of being uh feminism commodified and commercialized and yeah i think Woo-hoo, i may have we're ex- women. i think i may have accidentally girl bossed a bit too close to the sun that is the second episode in a row where that's yeah come but up. it's so easy to reference it when <laughs> these things keep happening simon mm-hmm. boo get new material alex <laughs> <laughs> get better films then oh yeah that's fair enough okay you make a good point <laughs> you got me there i was still I'm trying to come back from that stumped. earlier zing I, I still am reeling uh but yeah that's, i don't know what you're talking about simon i completely forgot about it the moment i said it oh <laughs> let's, let's see <laughs> i'm gonna put an instagram post up now to calling you out alex <laughs> god no don't. brother no brother <laughs> And then I'm going to have to do a notes apology on Twitter. <laughs> and I'll leap to your defences as if you've been attacked. I'll be like, honestly, I've known him, his photos, we've been on set together, but I photoshopped one of you out. <laughs> not naming any names here. No, oh. definitely not. I went, do you know what, Simon? I went to bed very depressed and sad last <laughs> night. <laughs> I do that every night. I don't write articles about that. I might, that. I might just go... And run in the woods with my Christian playlist. Oh, I mean, man. at this point, 20 months into a global pandemic, it's more of a newspaper headline if you don't go to bed depressed and anxious. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, to be fair, he did say it like he was the only person that that happened to on that particular night. <laughs> I remember that night well. I... <laughs> well, we've done it. That's three episodes in four where <laughs> Chris Pratt has become the butt of a joke. Just to um, just to, there's been some breaking news. Chris Pratt will be voicing. Oh my gosh. Fireman Sam, Postman Pat, and Noddy in the children's TV cinematic universe. <laughs> oh no! Would that be the CCU? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I feel like I'm losing control of this podcast. Right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, how was a piece of woman? The trailer for that came out. Uh, Sally Phillips doing an Australian accent. There you go. Some good jokes. Job done. Bang. Uh, right. Before we get into the reviews, uh, we'll be talking about Eternal Spencer, The Card Counter, and The Harder They Fall, among others, probably. Uh, we should say thank you to some patrons. So, uh, Alex, it is your turn this week. Why not uh, share our gratitude with these fine people? Of, of course. So, we um, here at Jump Cut have a Patreon page, which if you want to go and um, see, you can go to patreon.com forward slash jumpcut underscore online. Um, and we have various different tiers of support. And the top tier of support, um, which again are all Ryan Gosling themed. Um, well, basically, everybody that subscribes to that top tier gets to hear their names in our beautiful voices. So, a big, a big, wonderful jump cast thank you to Chris Wilson, Enon Films, Robert Denny, Daryl Griffiths, Sam Luck, Ola Smith, Peter Hodgkins, Andy Meakin, Fabiana Rossus, Hamish Calvert, Manuel Bento, and Joe Craig. Without your help, none of this would be possible. So thank you very much. I just got a text from Ryan Gosling telling me that he's just come out of his jazz concert and he'll be home soon. <laughs> I'm glad that he's uh, keeping you posted. You know, you've got yeah, to make sure. Lights are drawing in. You can't be too worried. Exactly. Uh, make sure he gives you three rings when he gets home. <laughs> he only needs to give me one sign. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's really quite lovely. Uh, thank you, thank you very much to everybody who who subscribes to our Patreon. You make, yes. like I said, you make all of this possible. Thank you, and thank you to Ryan Gosling for uh, making sure that we're constantly updated. Uh, right, so let's do some reviews, shall we? Let's talk about some films which have actually come out. So, first things first, and uh, we should go. Let's go big first, shall we? Uh, and well, none come bigger than Marvel's latest and weirdly most divisive, actually not weirdly at all, most divisive film, critically certainly, it's Chloe Zhao's, I want to say third or fourth feature, uh, Eternals. It's here after many delays, mainly due to COVID. And uh, well, it's long, it's big, it's brash. And we're going to find out what we all thought of it. So, without further ado, I'm going to eeny, weeny, money mow it and see who goes first here. Uh, da, 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 da. Charlotte, what did you think of Eternals? So I saw Eternals last night and I've not had a chance to brew on it as much as I might like with a film like it. Because it is so divisive. It's Marvel Comics does philosophy 
Mm. and existentialism and yeah but I really if I explain to the feelings I'm feeling while I'm thinking about the film right now it's really positive and really warm um she's I think she's pulled it off what she was trying to achieve it's not a perfect film in my eyes I think there are some issues and some bits where it could have shaved off but I love a film that's ambitious. Like I've said that so often, it could be my catchphrase. And this film really is, it is reaching for the stars and the solar system in them. And also I, I was thinking as well, someone complained about how it feels like Marvel does a tick box exercise in diversity. And we spoke about it a bit when we spoke about Coda and the idea that there seems to be this expectation that if a film is going to have a diverse cast or incorporate things that aren't as typical on the, big screen it needs to do it perfectly it needs to do it a certain way it needs to be revolutionary in its portrayal but actually this is step one we don't have to i i love the cast in it and i think i fancy all of them <laughs> um well i think like I'm, I'm pretty much no and yeah i've really really enjoyed this yeah that's a that's a fair <laughs> review and yeah honestly i'm with you on the fancying all of them Except maybe Sprite. I think that's the exception. Well, yeah, but aside from that, she's <laughs> annoying and a child, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the line drawn. But otherwise, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alex, we've talked about this very briefly because we saw it before uh, Charlotte, so I kind of know your thoughts on this. But for the, for the good people listening, what, we, what are your takes on Eternals? Well, it's no surprise to anybody that I absolutely loved it, adored it, thought that it was so, like... I, I, <sighs> I think because it's such a massive change of pace from Black Widow and Shang-Chi and, and anything that's really come before it, to be honest, um, it's kind of a welcomed one in my eyes. I think the fact mm. that it's so slow and contemplative and, like Charlotte said, very philosophical and very slow and patient, it, it kind of works in its favour completely because you've got all of these these characters who are, you know, they, they're literally gods. They're made by the Mar- like Marvel universe is equivalent of gods and they're on planet earth and they're trying to learn how it is to be human or whether they fit into that or whether they don't fit into that or whether they even want to fit into that and what that brings out is just some of the greatest like there were i feel like there were character moments in eternals that kind of equaled some of the kind of fan service payoff that we got in films like Infinity War and Endgame and stuff like that. Like, I I don't know how I can be so in love with all of these characters after such a short amount of time, even though the film is quite long. But, you know, it's just one feature. It's not been any more than that. And that's 10 characters as well. That's insane. It's so... and, And this comes back to how big of a swing this film is. Like, it's a massive, you know, swing for the fences thing. And, and obviously it hasn't worked for everybody. Um, but I think if if it does work for you, then it really, really will work for you. Um, I want to go kind of to build on what Charlotte was saying about the diversity. I actually think that it was really good because uh, the diversity was kind of like, at least from the standpoint of uh, Lauren Ridloff's Macari and uh, Brian Tyree Henry's Fastos, at least, um, that it was a natural product of mm. the film like it was never made a a big deal of as such if you know what i mean they didn't kind of go oh look look 
look, it's the first death Marvel superhero. Oh, look, 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 it's the first gay Marvel superhero. It was all very natural, very kind of just, it was just a part, it was just there. And that, that I think is what's so special about it because I think it feels more ticky boxy when they kind of go, look, we're going to make it so obvious that this is what we're doing. It looked beautiful. Um, it just looks incredible, whether it be <clears throat> the the expansiveness of all of the the stuff that was in space with the celestials and how how massive the celestials are. That is just so overwhelming, but in the best way possible. Um, and then and then it goes to like the more human and very intimate kind of stuff when it's on planet Earth and it's the very naturalistic um golden hour cinematography, which is just sublime to look at um and yeah i i love i love them all already i i, I will die for any of them <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah it just completely worked for me and because uh, i've seen a lot of people say how like it feels as though chloe Zhao is tugging uh, trying to tug away from kind of the marvel f- formula and that's what makes it not work but i i I personally feel like I saw Chloe Zhao's vision on the screen all the way through from beginning to end. And I think it worked. Obviously not everyone's going to think that, but I personally do. And that's, I think, why I loved it so much. And enter me, he says in parentheses. (laughs) Uh, Because, um, I okay, I didn't dislike this film. I didn't really love it either. I think I can see where Chloe Zhao's... uh, imprint is on this film and i absolutely can appreciate the juggling acts and it, it says a lot that you know i'm in the same camp as, as charlotte though i just fancied a lot of them and i think they're all fantastic because they are stuck in a film which feels long like it isn't just two hours and you know nearly like two hours and 40 whatever it is but it there are points where it does feel baggy and saggy for me anyway and I do feel like it's just the victim of one too many juggling acts in the film. I think because they have to, like, they, they've given Chloe Zhao the un, undesirable task of having to basically set up this entire cosmic, celestial, eternal side of an entire mythology and, and comic history. And I think, like, again, it's testament to her filmmaking and to her writing as well, she co-wrote this, that it works as well as it does, but I think that's still up to a point. Um, I don't think it's a total failure. I, 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 I want to stand by that because I know a lot of people have really, like, really gouged into this film. I don't think it deserves that. I, I just think that there was not much room to really like for for the for all of the film that there is and there's a lot of film there's not much room to breathe and i just felt like i could have done and i know that this has been a, a, a fairly common response to this as well is that this could have been more than just one film and i think it would have been better paced and welcome to kind of have that space to really get to know each of them I I get that, I, but then I also look at it from the standpoint of like, 
it is the Marvel machine, isn't it? Like there, there's yeah. there isn't really room for them to do it in that time frame. Yeah, I mean, think, yeah. Think about how many films it took to get to Avengers. Avengers Assemble? Avengers Assemble. Is that the name of the film? <laughs> no, I mean, no, the to first be fair, Avengers like film. Films, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a to lot. To think of what she's pulled off for in one film is incredible. And I feel like I do know the characters or the feel of the characters in a way that I might not have done otherwise. Exactly. I, I could have taken, and I mean, I know this probably fuels more into the fire if oh, it could have been two films, but I'd have taken another hour and a half of, of film like completely mm. but like just there then and there like now <laughs> um particularly i can't think of another marvel film that does the time hop in the way it did and so interestingly i, I, th- I think it, it is the first um marvel film to do non-linear narrative right yeah because normally they do maybe uh previously up like before the pre-credit sequence might be in the past and then it goes back to the current timeline yeah yeah i liked the play around with it here yeah, definitely. Completely. Um also going back to being attracted to them all, apart from Sprite, of course. Um <laughs> you know, it in the uh in the BBFC card at the beginning, you know, it's rated twelve A and one of the um one of the things uh, it basically says I think it's moderate sexual something or something yeah. like that. And I mean, you know, it I understand why they put sex there because everything that every character does in that film is sexy. The female gaze is like so there. Oh yeah. Oh, I think this must, this must be the first Marvel like MCU film for a long time, if not ever, where they've allowed those characters to kind of give into that humanity as well. Not just like romantically, although that is a issue I think with how sterile Marvel can be, isn't always. Mm. But um, just in terms of reflecting on people and emotion and death and loss and. I can't think of a film that's explored it with that amount of depth. Yeah. I know we've had, like, obviously, Endgame. It's all about half the population disappearing. But I don't think it's it's a different kind of poignancy here. It's so, and you can tell because I know that a lot of people have been talking about the uh, the scene in in question um, and about kind of where it fits into the film. But I feel like that's that is part of Chloe Zhao's vision, and it's what makes. The, the journey of them the, the the characters that we are following be, to become more human because that intimacy is a very human thing and mm. yeah yeah definitely uh, one I, one thing sorry yeah, yeah. That's I, I, I don't want to give any spoilers away or anything like oh, that no, no. but the one issue i did have with it was a certain thing that happens between two characters um or at least a certain character trait from one character, <clears throat> Sprite, um, which I think could have been handled incredibly differently and is kind of a bit strange and creepy. But yeah. Yeah, there were points where I did find myself kind of seeing the wheels turning a little bit. That that in particular being being one key example. It just felt like Okay, yeah. There, there are I points think... where it's not as smooth and polished as it could be. Yeah, there's think... one that really lands, I think, that really, like, I like gasped a little bit when I twigged what was happening, and then there was some where it's like, oh, okay. I think there were, there were probably different ways that they could have justified this character doing what they did, other than that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Again, like this is going to sound very cryptic, but I don't want to give any uh, give away any spoilers for people who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and again, we will be covering that in depth uh, at the end of, of the year. Co- of course, of course, we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was probably my only real pitfall with the, with the film. Um, but also, just on another final note, how big the implications are for the future of the the universe the, the you know the ending of the film in particularly and i suppose the after credit scenes as well which um, were both interesting in their own ways um it's yeah i think i don't think people realize how important this film is going to be or the at least the the storyline of this film is going to be going forward yeah that's that's fair i think time will be kind to this and like I do. I think I'm with you, Alex. Like, if anything, I would like more time with these characters and more time with the story. I don't know if I necessarily want another hour and a half of film, like in one go. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe but... I was going a bit too far. It was a bit of hi- <laughs> hyperbole, Simon. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm on your side here, Alex. Honestly, <laughs> I promise. But no, I, I, I think that again, it's because of how well drawn these characters are even on a broad level, that I really just want to get to know them more. And again, that comes from a point of just hands off them. Exactly. And I think that a lot of... um, And you know what? I'm not... I I really don't want to kind of say... I don't want to unjustify anybody's criticism of this film. Whatever you say about about this film, completely valid. You know, if you liked it, you didn't... You liked it. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But I feel like a lot of people who are saying the things they're saying about this film don't realize that this isn't the only film that these characters are going to be in in this right. universe. Like we do. we've got a lot, a lot of time in the future, probably with these characters, including yeah. a sequel. So the possibilities are endless. Well, that's it. We do get the title, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say we get the title card that says "Eternals will return." Of course, yeah, exactly. So yeah, watch the space. There will be. You know, in whatever sense, whether it's a direct sequel or kind of peppering the landscape of the universe, multiverse, whatever it is now. I think we will get a bit of peppering, if I'm honest, Simon. I think so. I think, yeah. Anyway, I think the last word should come from Charlotte because she mentioned a story in our group chat. (laughs) I want to hear this so badly. Okay, so in the film, the it's towards the beginning, right? Gemma Chan's character is working at Natural History Museum. As a kind of teacher figure, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't quite like a kind of lech- lecturerish kind yeah. of yeah, thing. Yeah, the kids with secondary school age, and I was thinking about how during my first year of teaching, I did a school trip, a year nine girls trip to the Natural History Museum. I will try <laughs> to story as quickly as possible. I'm going to probably regret telling you the story, but it. <laughs> so, um, I'm an NQT teacher, first year, and we're told we have to stay with a group of girls, so can't go off on their own. It's July as well. This is important. It's July. It's towards the end of term. And we walk around and we see everything and we see everything really quickly. And they're like, miss, we've got an hour and a half left. We don't really want to walk around anymore. Can we go sit outside the front? I was like, sure, we'll go sit outside in the front. And I got coffee and I'm sat with a TA and the girls are just chilling in the grass. There was in a boys school arrived opposite uh, like the water feature. And for whatever reason, and without some sort of agreement, they started like heckling each other, like kind of mating calls, like, what? <laughs> back and forth getting louder and louder and it got to the point where my NQT self like now I would shoot it down immediately I've taught for eight years but then I was like oh I don't know quite what to do and the TA goes to me this is you know bad you should stop this so I go up and I go girls stop this please blah 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 
And then a girl looks me dead in the eye and goes, all right, Miss Cockblock. And I was terrified all that summer that would become my nickname. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, gosh. Uh, So, for me, seeing a group of quite civilised, well-behaved, well-suited students sat behind desks was not my experience at Natural History Museum. (laughs) Do you wish that someone had called Cersei that? Just... It was the least believable thing in the film. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Also, can we just say, again, I'm trying not to spoil too much, but yay, more Kit Harrington, please. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Enjoyed. (laughs) I know everybody is, um, you know, thirsting over the Madden, um, but... Oh, the the Silver Streak. I can't help. I mean, I was as well. I'm completely in that camp, but I'm also in the Kit Harrington camp. Yeah, very much so. Oh, he's still my beating heart. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I was thinking more the line from Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Yeah, I was thinking that as well, but I thought yeah. I'd stop myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a picture. Anyway, uh, so yes, uh, generally, I feel like two very, very warm reviews of Eternals, and one I liked it, but. Yeah, review of Eternals. However, uh, final final word: go and watch it. Make your own mind up. Don't exactly. listen to us. That is the key. And I think, yeah, we've you know, I think aggregator sites as well have shown themselves to be not as reliable uh, nowadays. And it's funny that it's taken a Marvel film for people to realise that um, <laughs> they're not an accurate yardstick of a film's actual quality. But so yeah, exactly. As Alex said, go see it, judge for yourself. You might love it. You might hate it. You might be like me and go, that's all right. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Another film came out on Friday. Um, This one, not quite as, (laughs) well, you'd be surprised, but this one is one to watch, especially if you're of a mind to enjoy the award season, because I feel like this one's going to be talked about quite frequently is uh, Pablo Larraín's latest film about a sad public figure. It's Spencer, the uh, the film about the 1991 Christmas extravaganza where <laughs> Diana, then Princess of Wales, uh, decides that she's had enough of royal life and that all comes, uh, comes out over the course of the Christmas holiday. Uh, Kristen, K- Kristen Stewart? Kristen Stewart? Yeah, however you mm-hmm. want to say that. Uh, plays the eponymous... Spencer, Lady Spencer, and uh, it's well. I again, we kind of discussed this briefly. Well, I did uh, on the London Film Festival one. So I'm going to cede the floor to Alex and Charlotte to give a more kind of complete review well, on this. Well, I'm I'm also going to cede the floor to Charlotte, particularly because I I also saw this at LFF. So yes, so Charlotte, the floor is yours yeah. for the more complete review here. Uh, no pressure. Uh, okay. Uh, I really liked Jackie. It's a good way to start. Because I think that's a really good barometer how you're going to respond to Spencer. Mm. It's that kind of mood piece. Yeah. Uh, very internal exploration of trauma, essentially. One of the biggest problems I hear is it does still feel weirdly too recent. Maybe that's my denial about my age. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. Especially having seen The Crown so recently, and I can't help but think from the pictures I'm seeing of the current series and what I know of and have seen in the most recent series. Yeah. 
that felt like a more accessible version of this story. But, uh, mm, yeah. Well, it's funny because we haven't got up to that in the crowd. Well, the, the, the time period that the film is in, at least, we haven't got that far in the series, mm. The Crown, yet. The next series is going to touch upon that, isn't it? Because they've shown a picture of Elizabeth Becky in the black dress. In the dress, yes. Oh, in the revenge dress, yeah. 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 I I don't know if I'd watch Spencer again. I okay. I appreciated it. I didn't love it or like it. Which feels a pretentious way of putting it, but I think that's most accurate. That's I fair. That's a, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I mean, I utterly adored it. Um, as as I made very obvious to to Simon in a, a previous episode. Yes, I do remember your. <laughs> <on that. laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just, I think it transcended what I believed it could be. In the best way possible, and um, yeah, I, I, the scene with uh, the candle on under the candlelight between. Uh, Diana and uh, William and Harry were mm. still seared into my mind like a oh, just perfect, so so wonderful. So yeah, I think there is much to appreciate. I didn't love it. I'm I'm kind of with Charlotte on this. I I think it was well executed and it's certainly admirable. And there are elements to it, kind of just to go back to my thoughts on this when we talked about it um in the in the festival uh, episode um there are elements of it which i really appreciated like the horror uh, tinged elements as well so everything like in terms of the set feels like the overlook hotel in the shining and where you have um like the pea soup looks like what regan was uh, serving up in the exorcist mm. and you know there are flecks of that throughout where you are there are these generic components where you kind of think, "Oh yeah, this is horrific this is ho- this is horrible, and you know there's quite literally a ghost story going through it as well, like all of that is there to give you that sense of you know the 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 real horror that she was feeling in this alien landscape of just not belonging in in this family. I think all of that is really good, and I think Kristen Stewart is fantastic in it. everything else though just feels kind of like I don't know it just feels like set dressing and very kind of like oh the costumes oh the hair and that kind of thing I just that is where it lost me a little bit yeah. but hey again your mileage may vary go check it out uh, I saw that um, KFC have been doing a jumper. time <laughs> jumper with Spencer oh my god yes love that which is just I think might be the best piece of tie-in merchandise to <laughs> to a film ever. That's where they have the KFC. That's not a spoiler word. Is it they eat KFC? Um I is a walk I do sometimes, so it's I was thinking I could recreate it. Oh yeah. oh my god, yes. Get that the would same be order in. The <laughs> vibes would be immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to pick your brain and find out where that is, so that yeah, because that is what you what you first need to do is get married to somebody and then divorced, <laughs> like, to separate from them, 
and then go and have KFC with the two children you had with them. Yeah, and have a That's a long game. A <laughs> that is the long game. Oh, wow. That's the real experience. Immersive. <laughs> so need a <laughs> coat from your father or something like that, anyway. Uh... Yeah, find a scarecrow with your dad's coat on it. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's Spencer. Um, right, next up on our list, we have a Paul Schrader film. Uh, the card counter. Now, who has seen this? Because I certainly haven't. Me. Nope. Aha, Charlotte, you are today's lucky winner, and you get to talk uh, about the card counter. Well, okay. Weirdly, um, <laughs> this film feels kind of perfect after the previous two we've talked about the whole divisiveness. Because mm. I didn't get this film. I've seen five star reviews from some people I really respect, whose opinions I normally click on and are quite simpatico with. But I didn't get the card counter. When I left the cinema um, with my friend who took me as her plus one, we both agreed it was not good. And then two of our friends who were sat in front of us, we met them outside the cinema and we both went, wasn't that film bad? They were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I've never had such a sinking feeling of, oh no. And then Sarah said to me, we write the review for her website, Movies on Weekends, fully recommend it. Some great writing there, not just my own. Um, and I suddenly had the worst imposter syndrome because I was like, what am I missing with this film? Um, and uh, sorry, my review is just me talking about my, my experience <laughs> watching it. Um, it, it feels very self-serious, pontificating on life. It's a man who has a skill, who's traumatised, barely clinging on, trying to find purpose. It's, uh, no, it's not for me. Oh, that's a shame. Not even Oscar Isaac. Oh, I mean, that worked for me. <laughs> okay. But when will Oscar Isaac ever not work? Mm. In general? That would be like or the end just... of the world. <laughs> no, no, just, yeah. just Fine of the end of times. Because he's in a lot of things lately, so I don't know if that's what you meant as well, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not oh, you meant just oh, working in, You meant just working in Everybody just take a day off <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly I would not be mad If Oscar Isaac was in every film I saw until the end of time Maybe. Wouldn't it be like... good if he did the CBB's Children's book Reading <gasps> Oh lord <sighs> Oh my god Oh goodness That um, would be great That would be brilliant I feel like he might be another candidate, along with uh, Brendan Fraser, to kind of be able to dip in and host if he ever wanted to. <sighs> not, not replacing you, Alex. Not of course. No, no. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I feel like I feel like I don't know. Is this is like? Are we okay? Me and you, Simon. Of course, yeah. always. Oh. Because I feel like there's been some chippiness. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> We're clashing. <laughs> we need to make them believe that we don't like each other. Know, it's like I... an on-air feud. Enemies I... to lovers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure whether that would work realistically. We're playing the hating game, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the card counter. What's all that about, eh? Anyway. <laughs> oh, this hosting gig is easy. Anyway, uh, next up in terms of proper reviews, last of all, 
is, I mean, again, it's just my catchphrase for this episode. It's another London Film Festival one, so I've already seen this. Uh, but it comes out on Netflix, so it is officially a hot and streamy discussion. Bow, chicka, wah, wah. Oh, yeah. Hot and streamy. So, James Samuel has his first film out. Uh, it's called The Harder They Fall. It's a western. It's, well, a western, but not as you've been taught to know it by the Hollywood system to date. Uh, it takes the oft-forgotten uh, people of colour, the cowboys of colour, uh, the Wild West figures who who have been so often left in the, well, left to the side of history and finally given them their due in this absolutely rollicking, rocking and rolling Western. I absolutely love this. I make no bones about it. It's one of my favourites of the year. Um, so <laughs> they, uh, they're my two cents. I've actually written about this on my own site. Uh, if you know, I, I, I'm going to get my plug in there. Uh, so please do check that out if you're interested. Uh, but I want to hear what you guys think as well. So, uh, Charlotte, what did you think of The Harder They Fall? Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking <gasps> forward to seeing it. Okay, well, I will hold that breath that I just took in. I'll be here for a week. Let's see what happens. But Alex, I'm hoping you've seen The Harder They Fall. <laughs> did we talk about this? I've not seen it. You've not seen it either. Oh my gosh! I'm I've gonna... not had chance. I've been too busy. I really want to watch it though. <sighs> um, you know what? Slap me on the wrist for this week, and I will come back next week with thoughts. Plan. Okay. Okay. Fine. You are. You are on probation. <laughs> I did see the picture that Netflix UK put up about their uh, little tribute to Chadwick Boseman, though, and it made me emotional. Oh yeah, I. It was. It's very underdone in the film on purpose, like it's very subtle. Yeah. And there were a few people going, "Hang on a minute, was that a was that a nod?" And I, yeah, it is beautifully done. But yeah, the film as a whole it is fantastic. The cast list on its own is sublime, and it's hard to pick out a favorite. And I won't because it's just impossible. But there are some really excellent set pieces in there, and some proper belly laughs as well. It's so well done. It's full of life. The Western is back, and if it's going to look like this, then happy to have it. So, I look forward to hearing what the guys think about this next week, hopefully, he said optimistically. Uh, so, well, those are the reviews for the week. Yes. We do have one more thing to talk about. Yeah! Uh, so, <laughs> apologies, we have not been on this as rigidly as, uh, you know, as, as I don't think we've even promised. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> so, you know, we can't say that we've not gone back on our word. But uh, we are here for Film Club 3. We can promise, though, that over the next two months, we are going to hold a tight ship. And say, yes, we are not going to let things slacken. Because, <laughs> well, after this week, we're going to try and do one more this month and then a Christmas Film Club. Yes! Holy guacamole. But... First of all, we should let someone bask in their victory. Because <laughs> uh, if you're new to the podcast, every month we pick a film and it goes to you, the public, to vote on what we should watch for our film club. Week one, 
I won. Week two, I won. Week, <laughs> sorry, month two, I won. Month three, Alex won. Yeah. And his choice was the Iron Giant, Brad Bird's animated open quote classic quote close quote. Yes. And we just have to say as well that this tends to be films that the other two haven't seen. Yes. So, so as to make it uh, more interesting. I did tell one friend that I was watching Iron Giant for the first time and she very quickly and very capitally wrote, what? Rightfully so. so... <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I expected it from Simon, but Charlotte, I'm disappointed in you. I I'm disappointed been... in myself. Good, good. I'm glad. Well, sorry to take over, Simon, just because, no, you know, this is my... Uh... <laughs> this is your moment, as Martin McCutcheon well, was Well, I've been on tender hooks for, like, the entire month, like, biting my fingernails off and everything, like, oh my god, are they going to like it? Um, so, yeah, what what do you guys think? Don't, don't clamber to the... <laughs> oh, a two-word answer. I have a two-word answer for it, but I'm going to save it. I, I want to hear what Charlotte thought first. Yeah, I really loved it. Um... To the point, I wish I'd seen it earlier. Not because I wouldn't have appreciated it more or less, but because I feel like there's something magical about seeing the right film at the right time. And that kind of feeling of being a lost teenager, of uncertainty, of really would have connected on me in like a almost existential level if Mm. I'd seen it about what oh 15 years ago. This thing I can say, and it actually makes a proper age, not like a stupid age. Uh, but as a teenager, as a like a tween, it would have been such a good film for that moment. Um, really lovely film. As I text you both, I fell in love with Dean instantly from the moment he stood up in the um, uh, what you call him, the diner, and he said like, yes. "Was it apologies for this, everyone?" <laughs> he <dropped> his trousers, <laughs> and it was a delivery. I was like, "I'm gone." Oops. Uh. <laughs> Uh, the giant is wonderful. The relationship the two of them have, the central characters, the way the Cold War is integrated in it, mm-hmm. uh, the way the suspense builds, the kind of fear, the idea of what it means to be human and the uh, nature and nurture. Yeah, it's a wonderful film. Yes. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Simon. Okay. My two words are it's art. I loved it. Yes! Oh I my god. absolutely loved it. I think, just to echo everything that Charlotte said there, uh, I think Dean is the best character, probably in all of animation. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he just gets me. You know, he loves coffee, he hates drama, and he lives in his own trash. So, yeah. Three for three on relatability um no but seriously i think it's a really remarkable film in terms of as, as well as animation um there was a not insignificant part of me that really had like pangs for proper hand-drawn animation again and watching this just filled me with joy and just like the way that it contrasts that you have that kind of 2d hand-drawn animation with hogarth and his family and the town and then you have the giant which is like this 3d-ish Kind of almost CGI. I'm not sure if it was computer rendered, um, but it just like sticks out with just how alien he is, and I love that. I thought that was just like, oh, this is like proper nerdy animationy stuff that I dig. Like it's the stuff like with Into the Spider Verse where they draw Miles at like a slower rate than 
uh, Peter B. Parker so they make him look like he's still sloppy and learning. And I could go on to that forever because you know, boring and and, and tedious and technical. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just like those little touches, and like Brad Bird has this way of just injecting so much love and care and precision, and everything is deliberate and detailed. And I think what animation does so well as as a medium uh, is is just making no like there are no mistakes. Everything is as it should be because you can't have a continuity error. Well, you can, but you have to really try, you know? And, like, everything is literally, quite literally by design. And I feel like, well, first of all, Brad Bird doesn't do enough. And I feel like he should do more because... Like, <laughs> he doesn't he's... need to do more. He's living off the royalties from The Incredibles. I know, but uh... <laughs> I feel, but that's it, like... The Incredibles, less The Incredibles too, but The Incredibles and The Iron Giant, and even to an extent like that Tomorrowland film, like there are. I mean, some... you're forgetting one major no. player in Brad Bird's filmography. So, um, why don't you slap some respect on Fox and the Hound, ah? Huh? <gasps> Fox and the Hound. Oh my God! Of course, yeah. Okay, my yeah. apologies, Brad. Exactly. Um, but he is someone who just he he gets what he he just he just gets like emotional storytelling and he's so again just so specific in what he wants and what he gets and he gets like he, he evokes such a specific feeling and era but yet it still feels completely universal and i just really love that he's uh, an incredible he's you know just yeah i love him so much and again I will echo what you said, Simon, about it being a shame that he doesn't do more because it really is. Like he's he's a treasure. I feel like An if he just does treasure. one more thing, uh, it'd just be like <laughs> to feed us, more. please. We're starving. Here. One the more biggest thing. and most common mistake with films targeted at kind of children is the idea of speaking down to them. Mm. And there's none of that with this film. It's kind of speaking up with them. It's treating them like adults, which is what he does so well. Yeah, and that's Pixar. A typically do that very well it's a complete brad bird thing and i I, without brad bird i don't think pixar would be what it is to this day almost Mm. Uh, Mm. even gen just animate well you know maybe more disney animated films but just animated films in general he was a really a pioneer i mean you probably ask anyone any writer that works on an animated film these days who their inspirations are and 90 percent of them will say brad bird like without a doubt, I bet. Yeah, Absolutely. just because of how yeah he is one in a generation. I think. Yeah, he is really special. Um, yeah, I love it. I love um, the you know the pacifistic message uh, behind it, um, which makes uh, the the use of the IP in films like um, Ready Player One so yeah. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the whole I am not a gun thing. Like, what? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I am not a gun. Let's make him an avatar in Ready Player One and he's going to kill loads of people. Like no. stuff when. Because I feel like, I, I feel like we should be able to talk about spoilers for a bit for the Iron Giant. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's only been 22 years, Simon. Only been. I feel like, okay. <laughs> If you don't want to have the Iron Giant, Iron Giant spoiled for you, then 
turn away. And you should have watched it already. You should have watched it already. <laughs> Learn from us. Uh, but also, just yeah, that when when he does become provoked and when he does go full tank mode, I genuinely found that quite worrying. I was like, mm. it's really impactful because it's so scarce and so like underdone, and because of that message is so done so well that the moment he's provoked and the moment he's attacked, I was just like, oh god. Oh, what's yeah. gonna happen? I was really worried. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, you, sorry, guys, you caught me crying at a metal robot saying Superman. <sighs> yeah, that that bit always gets me. I've watched, yeah. I've watched the Iron Giant however many times I can't count, um, and that bit always, always gets me. It's horrible. Two films this week that reference Superman that aren't. DC films. Oh yeah. yeah, very interesting. And it's yeah. always good to hear Christopher McDonald's voice because it, I just <laughs> felt like in my little head canon, I was just thinking, okay, so this is what Shooter McGavin was doing before he took up <laughs> golf. Also, the beginning of Vin Diesel's infantile voice acting career. Yeah, he's. I mean, <laughs> he's got a hell of a voice. He might as well use it properly rather than making awful songs. Family. <laughs> <laughs> I just want there to be a remake of the Iron Giant now where he says, I am Groot. <laughs> no, that's what's wrong with Hollywood. No, no, ignore me, ignore me. <laughs> Backstory. Also, also, Jennifer Aniston is a really good voice actor. Who knew? Yeah. She's 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 just kind of does animated film mum very well. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrific. All round. Well done, Alex. Good choice. I mean, <laughs> what can I say? You absolutely, I mean, yeah. So, very quickly, before we move on to our choices for the next month, rating. Oh, okay. Charlotte, you go first. Yeah, five star. I'm going to be. No, no. Five star. Very good. That means that that. Uh, well, actually, I don't think we did. The Exorcist. I think we forgot to do it. Oh no! Um, but yeah, no. That means that's our first full mark film, a film club. Hooray! Hey! Hey! Love it. Very exciting. Right, Simon, you 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 can take the reins back okay. over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, they're heavy. I forgot how heavy they were. These, <laughs> these reins. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh. so for month four, uh, we say month four later this month. Uh, we have Film Club 4, and once again, the choice is yours on what we cover. So, uh, as always, we have our own choices. Uh, I have gone for the Billy Wilder classic, the one of the greatest comedies ever made, and one of the best final lines in film history. It is Some Like It Hot. I love this film. And I am absolutely astonished that there are people in this world who haven't seen it yet. But again, that's what this club is for. To find new things, even if they're all classics. So that is mine. Some like it hot. Alex, what is your choice? From one children's uh, film masterpiece to another. Um, although not really comparable in any, in any way. Oh, <laughs> um, I am picking... The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. 
Well, they do Titans say heavy is the head that wears the, wears the crown. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, it's that thing, isn't it? You're like, you've won, you're on a high. You know you're probably not going to win this month. So you may as well just do the Mimi option. Difficult second album. So there we are. Exactly. But you know what? I have a lot of respect for Robert Rodriguez. So there you go. Oh, well, that makes one of us. Um... <laughs> No disrespect to Robert Rodriguez. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. But, uh, okay, so, Some Like It Hot, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, classics in their own right. Charlotte, what's your choice for Film Club 4? I'm going for You've Got Mail for three reasons. One, romantic comedy classic. Everyone needs to see it. Mm -hmm. Two, it is inspired by what I think will be my Christmas pick, Shop Around the Corner. And three, I've not won yet, so please vote for me. Thank you. Okay, well, there we go. I'd vote for you. I'd vote for you. <laughs> yeah. I feel well, like, you we'll know, it's like happened. in general elections, we can all cast a vote as well. And, you know, I'm just saying. So, uh, uh, Oh, I've never not, not voted for mine. Yeah, to me be neither. <laughs> uh, honestly, me neither. So there we go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm willing to cross the, you know, I'm willing to cross the, uh, cross the floor. Oh, uh, don't lie to yourself, Simon. <laughs> Anyway, right, so, uh, but those are your choices. Uh, democracy, do your thing. Is it going to be You've Got Mail? Is it going to be Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Or is it going to be Some Like It Hot? Who knows? But you will find out in next week's episode, and that is a promise that is a jump cast guarantee that Whoa. we'll find out in a week's time. And, well, all we can say for now is thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, unless we have any parting comments, uh, Alex and Charlotte. Nope. Okay. Uh, well, someone let a horse into the recording for a second there. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll shoo that out in a second. But for now, it's time to say thank you and goodbye. Uh, thank you and goodbye from me. Alex, do you want to say thank you and goodbye? No. Okay. Charlotte, do you want to say thank you and goodbye? Thank you and goodbye. Lovely. And Alex, one last chance. Sorry, thank you and goodbye. There we go. And apology accepted. We'll see you next time. But for now, keep jumping and keep casting. Uh, take care. Love ya. Bye.